Courage to fight. Anybody want to be a fighter for Jesus? Amen. Courage to fight. I want to unpack one verse today. We're looking at one verse of scripture today that I want to unpack for you as we look at courage to fight. Second Timothy chapter four, verse number seven says, I have fought. Everybody shout fault. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul said, I finished my race. In other words, I accomplished the dream that God had for my life. I I did that which God wanted me to do. And hear me today, God has a race for you. He has a dream that he wants to accomplish through your life. And last week we talked about how God has so much more for many of you in this place. And if you missed last week's message, I encourage you to get online, watch it, listen to it, download it on your iPod, Courage to Dream. And last week, what we, what we talked about is first of all, you gotta see it. So many people don't, don't see the dream. You gotta see it. And then we talked about how you have to believe it. You have to have a hope that God can do what He said He would do. So you see it, then you believe it. And then we talked about you have to build it. You've got to build the dream. Now, please hear me. Once you see it, then you believe it, then you start to build it. That's not good enough. You need to finish it. You need to be a finisher. You need to accomplish your dream. You need to finish the dream. You need to do all God has called you to do. And what I want to zoom on and teach you today is five reasons people do not finish their race. Five reasons people see it, believe it, Start building it, but never accomplish it. Five reasons people don't finish the race or accomplish the vision. You can follow along with me in your bulletin. Fill in the blanks. Take some notes today. Number one is this. People don't know what race to finish. People don't finish the race because many people don't know what race to finish. Scripture says back in our opening text, 2 Timothy Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7, Paul says, I fought the good fight. I have finished the race. Everybody shout, the race. I love what the King James Version says. He says, I finished my course or or my race. This is personal. This is individual. I finished my race. I finished my, my course. Not just any race. Not just somebody else's race. But I finished my race. I finished my course. And some people don't finish their race. Because they really, they just don't know what race to finish. And you have to know what race God has called you to run. And here's the deal. So many people get distracted from the race that God has called them to run. They get distracted from the race. And the question that I want to pose to you today, and I want you to think about for a moment, is what race has God called you to finish? What race has God called you to run and to finish? I want to just give you some examples. I I can't cover what God's called all of you to do today, but let me just give you some examples of of some different races God has called us to and called us to finish. If you're a Christ follower in this place today, you're a follower of Jesus, God's called you to run that race and to run it well. 
He's called you to follow Jesus with all of your heart. He's called you to serve God with everything that's within you. He's called you to daily worship, that you would seek after God on a daily basis and read his word and, and pray and draw closer to Jesus. He's called you to corporate worship on a, on a weekly basis, that you would gather together with other believers and experience God's presence in worship and hear the teaching of God's word. He's called you to be a pursuer. God wants you to run that race and to run it well. Another example is if you're married, you have a spouse. God hasn't called you to neglect your spouse. He's called you to run that race and to run it well. He's called you to invest in your marriage. He's called you to nurture and to, and to care for your spouse. God has called you to run that race and to run it well. If you have, you have children and God's called you to invest in them. God hadn't called you to neglect your children and put them on the back burner. That's a race he's called you to run, to invest in them, to, to teach them how to follow the Lord and, and to serve the Lord with all of their heart. He's called you to nurture them and to provide for them. That's a race God's called you to run. If, if you have a job. That's a race God's called you to run. He's called you to do it well. He's called you to, to work hard. He's called you to do it with excellence. He's called you to finish and to finish it well. Some of you are in the ed- educational stage. Maybe you're in high school or you're in college, and that's the season of your life that God has you in. He's called you to run that race well. He's called you to do it with excellence. He's called you to finish it and to finish it strong. Here's the deal. you got to stay focused on your race. It's easy to get distracted from from your race. There there are so many things pulling on all of us. Isn't that true? There's so many things pulling for our time and for our attention. And if you're not careful, you will find yourself running somebody else's race (laughs) instead of your race. Because everybody's pulling on you. Get involved in this activity. Do this. I need you at this board meeting. I need you to be a part of this. Can you sign up for this? Can you help me with this? Can you do this lunch? Can you do this dinner? They're pulling, 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 pulling. And listen, what you have to understand is that God has a race for you to run. And there are a lot of good things. And thank God for the good things. But when the good things get in the way of the best things, you get distracted and you quit running your race, your course that God has for your life. The interesting thing is this, when the Apostle Paul wrote these words, he said, I fought the good fight. I, I finished my race. I'm, I, I'm getting ready to die. I, I've ran my course. I did what I was supposed to do. When Paul wrote those words, not everybody around the world was were saved. Not everybody knew Jesus yet, but he said, I'm done. When Paul wrote those words, he says, listen, I I ran my race. I finished my course. Not everybody in the world was fed. There were still hungry people. There were still naked people. There were still hurting people. There were still people who needed to experience healing. But but Paul said, I'm done. When when Paul said, I finished my race, there wasn't peace all around the world yet. But Paul said, I'm done because, listen, Paul knew this just like you and I have to know it. God hasn't called us to do everything. He hasn't called you to do everything. I know they're pulling for you and got your attention, and God, but God hadn't called you to do everything. He's called you to finish your race. He's called you to finish your course. And if you're not careful, you'll be easily distracted. And you don't finish your race because you don't really know which race to run because you don't have your priorities in order. You've got to finish your race, your course that God's called you to run. Don't get distracted from your race. Number two is this. Five reasons people do not finish their race. Number two, people think the race is easy. They think the race is easy. Notice what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought. Everybody say fault. I have fought the good fight. I fought the good fight. Paul said, I finished, but it was a fight. <laughs> Paul said, I finished, but it wasn't easy. And, and there's this mentality with a lot of a lot of followers of Christ, and the mentality is this, that they think that everything is going to be easy. 
I don't know where we, where we get this from, but, I mean, but this is mentality. You know, people, I think it's going to be easy. And we don't just say it like this, but you hear people say things like this. Well, if it's God's will, everything will just fall right into place. I mean, it's just, it's just going to all fall into place. If, if, if I'm in God's will, everything will go smooth. I mean, I'll just, it'll be confirmation. It'll just go smooth. No hiccups, just smooth selling. And, and I really, I just don't know where we get this thinking from. Not from the Bible. <laughs> because Paul wrote most of the New Testament while he was in prison for the cause of Christ. It wasn't going all smooth. It wasn't going all great, but he was in the will of God and he was running his race. I mean, you, you, you need to take time today and read 2 Corinthians chapter 11 when the apostle Paul tells us that for the cause of Christ, he was stoned, he was beaten, he was shipwrecked, he was hungry, he was cold, he was naked, he's doing the will of God, he is running his race, but Paul says it wasn't easy. I was doing what God's called me to do. I was preaching the good news to the Gentiles, but they tried to kill me. They tried, they tried to, uh, they, 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 I was hungry. I was, I was naked. They, they ridiculed me. They locked me up in prison and I was doing the, listen, I did finish my race, but it was a fight. It wasn't easy. And hear me today, for you to finish your race, for you to accomplish your dream, you have to learn to fight. It's not always going to be easy. Don't, don't buy into that, that kind of thinking. Sometimes it's a fight. I'm talking to somebody right now. You got to learn to put up your dukes. Come on, you're too wimpy. Come on, in Jesus' name, put up your spiritual dukes and learn how to fight. Another example of this is in Joshua chapter 1. They talked about Moses in the promised land some last week, and, and now Moses has died. They're on the other side of the Red Sea. They've marched. They've been waiting 40 years in the, in, in the desert, and now they're getting ready to go into this promised land. And the scripture says this, Joshua chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. It says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you, this is God speaking to Joshua, now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give you. Everybody shout, Give. I want you to see that. Now, check this out. I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. I promised this land to you. I'm going to give it to you. And the interesting thing is this. You ought to take time and read the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 1, God says, I'm going to give you this land. I promised it to you, and yet, though God promised them a blessing, though God promised them this land, if you read the book of Joshua, they had to go fight. Isn't it interesting that God says, I give it to you, it's yours, I promise it to you, but they had to go fight some battles to possess the land. You have to understand, yes, God has given you some things, God has promised you some things, but that doesn't mean that it won't be a fight. You want to take hold of the promise, you want to accomplish the dream, you want to finish your race, it will be a fight. Let me tell you, if you're going to be married for 50 years, happily married, it's a fight. It's a fight. It's not going to come easy. It's a fight to be happily married for 50, 60 years. You want to raise godly kids? It's a fight to go against what culture says and, and the way culture says to do it. you got to fight to instill biblical. It, it's, it's a 
fight, man. And one slips away and one does. I mean, it's a fight to continue to say, I'm believing, I'm praying, I'm investing in my kids. It's a fight. Listen, it's a fight to build a career that's going to be God-honoring, to be a person of integrity out there in the business world, in the marketplace. It's a fight. I'm going to do things that are going to honor God with integrity. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to do my best when nobody's looking. I'm going to start the new business. It's not going to be easy, but it's a fight. Come on, I mean, it's a fight to lose 10 pounds. It's a fight. I'm preaching in here, amen. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. It's a fight. You got to learn to put up your dukes and fight. The apostle Paul says, I put on the full armor of God. And when I've fought the spiritual battle, listen, and when, when I've done everything possible, I've done everything to stand. Stand firm then. I'm not backing down. I'm fighting for the dream. I got a race to run. Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven suffereth, suffereth violence and that the violence take it by force. I'm talking to some spiritual wimps right now. Put up your dukes and get ready to fight. For the dream, fight for the land, fight for your marriage, fight for your kids, fight for your integrity, fight for your relationship with God. Number three is this. A third reason people do not finish their race is people are addicted to starting. Addicted to starting. Notice what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished. I have finished the race. Paul, Paul said, I didn't just start the race, but I finished it. And some people are addicted to starting stuff, but they never finish it. Now, without looking around, pointing fingers, how many of you know some people that are always starting stuff? I mean, just always starting. My wife and I know some folks like this, and I'm not going to call any names. But, but we do know some people that every, almost, almost seriously, almost every time we talk to them, they're starting something new. We, we got a new business. We, we're getting in the cow business now. Now we got horses. Now, no, now, now, now we're going to do rental property. Now we're going to sell cars. Now, now we're going to do, we got washer and dryer stuff. We got, we gonna, we got new stuff for washers. This will clean your clothes better than anything. You ought to buy it. Now, now we got this new multi-level marketing business we're going to start. I mean, I'm, every time we talk to them, always starting something. And the problem with a lot of people is they don't start with finishing in mind. They just start. And anybody can start well, but it's about finishing well. You have to start your race with finishing in mind. Jesus said it like this in Luke chapter 14 and verse number 28 through 30. We read this last week in our study. The scripture says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower, wants to build a building, wants to build a business, wants to build a a marriage, wants to build godly kids. He wants to build this tower. Will he not first sit down and estimate the cost? He's not just not going to go out there and start. If he wants to be successful, don't just go out there and start. Before you start, you sit down with and you think about the finished product. You start with finishing in mind. You start the business with finishing in mind. You start the marriage with finishing in mind. You start the kids with finishing in mind. You start it with finishing in mind. He goes on to say, wouldn't I sit down and count the cost to see if he has enough money to complete it? Because you don't want to just be addicted to starting stuff. You want to complete it. Verse 29, for if he lays the foundation and is not able to finish it, he starts it, starts it, going to start this, going to start that, going to start this, but never finishes it. Everyone who sees it will ridicule him, saying, this fellow began to build and was not able 
to finish. And we don't want that to be us. And so many people are addicted to starting stuff. But you got to start your race or your races with finishing in mind. I'm not going to halfway build the building. We're going to get it done. We're going we're to finish the course. I'm going to finish the race. I think about an example was when I got ready to get married to my wife. Now, Tiffany, she, she swears that when she first went on a date with me, she knew I was going to be her husband. I didn't quite have that revelation from the Lord. Amen. So I, I progressively got there. And, um, and, and the interesting thing is this. Honestly, I, I, I'm not stretching this at all. All the way up to the wedding day and to the time, the time I said I do, I was scared and I was nervous. I was scared to get married. And matter of fact, you know why I was scared? Because I was thinking with the end in mind. I was thinking about the finished product. I was thinking this is the rest of my life. I was thinking, I'm, thinking, I'm saying I do to one woman, and this is it. And I was scared. And matter of fact, you talk to my wife, I asked her tons of questions. And I asked her the same question tons of times. I have, my staff knows that I have a gift for that. I can ask you one question and word it 10 different ways. Amen. But I have a gift. But I mean, I wanted to know, are you sure? Me? Why? How come? What's about your mom and dad? I mean, I wanted, because I was thinking at the finished product. I was starting before I get started. I'm thinking about the end goal. Before you start, whether that be a relationship with God, whether that be business, whether that be parenting, whether that be your marriage, whether that be your career, you got to start with finishing in mind, people are addicted to starting and not finishing. Number four is this. Why, why do people not accomplish the, the dream and run the race and finish it? Number four is this. People are addicted to quitting. We talked about how people are addicted to starting, but there's also a group of people that are addicted to quitting. And I've read this verse to you over and over. Paul said, I finished the race. In other words, Paul says, I didn't quit. I, I made it to the finish line. And there are many people that never finish their race because they quit. And there are some people, I and mean, perhaps maybe you, that are addicted to quitting. And this habit can begin as a little kid. There, there, there are some people that, that they, they, they start the race and, and they end up quitting because as a kid, they learn those habits. And as, as a kid, mom and daddy let them always quit. Well, I don't like the soccer team. We'll just quit. I don't like the baseball team. I'll just quit. I don't like those friends. I'll just quit them. Play your friends. Just quit. I don't like the school I'm in. I'll just quit it. We'll find you a new school. Don't even go to school. Just quit. <laughs> I don't like my newspaper job. Quit the job. You don't have to stay there. Quit. You'll get a job when you get older. Quit. Just quit. And you know what? Those habits... For many people carry over until, until adults. When they're adults and now they have this habit of quitting. And they quit and they quit. They start this new thing and they quit it. They start this new job and they quit it. They start this new activity and they quit it. They start, they're, all, they're addicted to quitting. And the interesting thing about people who are addicted to quitting is they always blame other people. Really. They, they don't even see it. They look in the mirror. They don't see that problem in themselves. I mean, there, there, there are some people that they've had They've had five different jobs in one year. Now, there's always job transitions. I mean, that happens, but five in one year, every year? I mean, and the, and they, they, they always say, well, I didn't like my boss. Well, I didn't, I didn't like my coworkers. 
Well, they, they weren't paying me enough. Well, I don't like my, I ain't like my benefits. Well, I ain't like my hours. Now listen, there's one common denominator at your last 20 jobs. <laughs> Just one. I know this is tough for you, but the one common denominator is you. You might be the problem. And here's the deal, here's the deal. Here's, here's the hard part about getting over this, this, this habit of quitting is you have to, first of all, be honest with yourself. And some of you have to do that today. You say, you know what? I have a problem with starting stuff and quitting it. I'm addicted to quitting stuff. I'm addicted to it. And you need to be honest with yourself because, listen, before you can ever fix the problem, first of all, you had to identify the problem. And you have to say, you know, I have a problem with, with, with quitting. And listen, make up your mind today. I'm talking to somebody right now. Make up your mind today that today's the last day I'm going to be a quitter. I am no longer going to be a quitter. I'm going to be a finisher. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, this is the apostle Paul speaking. He says in verse, chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, he says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. I've got a dream, I've got a vision, I've got a goal, I've got races to run, but I haven't arrived yet. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind. Some of you need to do that. You need to forget what's behind. You made some mistakes, you've blown it, you used to be a quitter, you've been a quitter, but forget what is behind. God's a God of grace, he's a God of mercy, he's a God of a second chance. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. Paul says, verse 14, I press on. Everybody shout, press on. Come on, you got to learn to press on. He says, I press on toward the goal. I press on in the race. I press on to the, toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Paul says, I press on. And some of you got to learn to press on. Press on past your past. Press on past your feelings. Come on, your feelings will get you in trouble. Press on past your emotions. You got a race to finish. Press on past difficult times. We all go through difficult times. Press past those times. Press on past failure. Press on. You got to press on past I'm ready to quit my job. I don't like the people. Press on past difficult people. You got to learn to press on. Here's the deal. You say, Herbert, how do I press on? How do I press on? Herbert, I got a habit of quitting stuff. How do I break this habit? Let me give you a nugget here. You can break the habit of quitting. You got to learn to, to finish in phases. Learn to finish in phases. God teaches us this. He finished in phases and he celebrated every step of the way. In the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, when God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible says it took him six days. On the first day after God had made some of it, it wasn't done yet. It wasn't even finished. It was not complete. It wasn't even halfway there. But God said, he looked what he, at what he already created. He said, it's good. It is good. And he celebrated. He, he, he finished in phases. Day, day number two, he, he finished. Some of it wasn't done. It wasn't even halfway done. But he said, it is good. It's good. And God teaches us something. He finished in phases. And some of you to break this addictive pattern in your life, you got to learn to finish in phases and you got to learn to celebrate along the way. Come on, listen to me. You, you got married, maybe it's your first marriage, your second marriage, your third marriage, but listen, listen, listen. You say, Herbert, how do you stay married for 50 years happily? One day at a time. One day at a time. And you got to learn to celebrate. Come on, don't forget your anniversary. That's a day to celebrate. We made another year. Thank you, Jesus. High five, girl. Hi Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
Celebrate. You're finishing in phases. I see the end goal, but we're going to finish in phases and we're going to celebrate along the way. Listen, some of you, man, you've been switching jobs and you have five. I've been talking to you five different jobs in the last six months. Listen, you got to stick to one job. When you stay there a year, come on, stay there a year and say, I've, I've, I made it a year. Amen. Come on. I, I don't care if you don't like your job, don't like the money, don't like the people. You need to do, stay there for you. Say, I'm working on me right now. It's not about the job. I'm working on me. I got to be better. I'm not going to be a quitter. And I, when I get to a year, I'm celebrating. I made it a year. Thank you, Lord. I, I made it a year. Some of you, man, you're starting that college journey, and everybody dropped out of college in your family. Nobody's ever made it, but you say, I'm going to finish. I've always been a quitter, but I'm going to finish. And come on, after your first year of college, you need to celebrate. Some of you, after the first semester, celebrate. I made it a semester. Praise the Lord. I can do this. Let's celebrate. Come on. Don't wait till you lose 100 pounds to celebrate. You're never going to celebrate. <laughs> you got finishing phases. Come on. After five pounds, thank you, Lord. I lost five pounds. I don't celebrate with cheesecake. Now, come on now. Come on. You can't do that. Every- <laughs> but you got to learn. You got to learn. Like, I'm going to break this habit of quitting. I'm going to fit. I got a goal. I got a race. I got a prize. I got somewhere I'm going. I got a dream. I'm, I haven't seen the dream, but I'm going to finish in phases and I'm going to run the race and I'm going to finish it. Finish in phases. Finish in phases. Number five is this. Number five is this. How do you finish the race and why some people don't is people don't stay connected to the finisher. People don't stay connected to the finisher. They don't stay connected to God Almighty. Listen to what Paul says back in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7 through 8. He says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Paul said the key to finishing was the fact that I stayed connected to God. I didn't stray away from God. I kept the faith. It wasn't always easy. I was beaten. I was abused. I was ridiculed. I was locked up in prison, but I had a vision. I had a dream. I had a race to run. It was not easy, but I stayed connected to Jesus, and I finished. I finished. And some people, listen, they don't finish their race because they don't keep the faith. If you want to finish your race well, you need to stay close to Jesus. Listen, Jesus is the ultimate finisher. Jesus is not a quitter. You stay connected to Jesus, you can finish the race that you started. The scripture says this in Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2. It says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every weight, and the sin that so easily ensnares us every weight every 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 sin that easily ensnares us talking about distractions there are some weights there are some sins there are some things that pull us off course take us off the race distractions he goes on to say and let us run let us run with endurance i made up my mind i'm not going to quit the race is not given to the swift nor the strong but to those who persevere to the end i'm going to finish i'm going to endure He goes on to say, the race that is set before us. There's a race set before me. I'm going to start with finishing in mind. I I see the race and I'm called to run. Verse 2, how do I do it, Herbert? Looking unto Jesus. 
staying connected to Jesus, the author and finisher. Everybody say, I'll finish here. I want you to understand something about your God, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured. Can I tell you, Jesus endured. He didn't quit. He finished. He endured the cross. It wasn't easy. He was beaten. There was a crown of thorns put on his head, a spear in his side. I mean, he endured the cross difficult times, but he didn't quit, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. You got to stay connected to the finisher. And friends, when you don't stay connected to Jesus, I'll tell you what happens. You get tired because you can't run the race and finish it without Jesus. You get disillusioned because life throws us curveballs. And you get disillusioned with life. People who don't stay connected to Jesus, they get angry. They get bitter and mad about life. People who don't stay connected to Jesus, they lose the fight. They don't have the energy to fight anymore. I fought too much. I've been, you got to stay connected to Jesus. Because when you stay connected to Jesus, you can finish well. I'm talking to somebody. I'm talking. I'm talking. You, sir, you, Mel, that race, he's called you. You can finish well. It's my goal. My prayer that it's your goal to be like the Apostle Paul and say, the end of your life, I fought the good fight. I finished. Hear me, hear me, hear me. I finished my race. I kept the faith. I didn't just start well. I finished well and received the ultimate prize. And as we stand in the presence of God one day, that God would say, Herbert, he would say to you, well done, my good and faithful servant. You ran the race. You finished well. You stayed connected to my son, Jesus. Father, I love you. I bless you. I thank you for the word.